This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Join the conversation and message Buck on Facebook, Instagram, or email teambuck at iheartmedia.com. He may read it on the show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. All right, man, we got a bunch today. Biden pretends he thinks socialism is bad. L.A. brings back mask mandates indoors for the vaccinated. The White House is colluding with Facebook on censorship. And the Black National Anthem is going to be played at some NFL games. Um, We're going to dive into all of that. But first, I wanted to help you protect your communications online. All right. That's something you really need. Facebook is working with the Biden White House to block things. They're saying it openly. It's not a conspiracy. As Biden would say, not a joke, not a joke. This is real. You need secure. I have it. You should get it. S-E-K-U-R. Secure protects your online data. It's perfect for professionals like accountants, tax consultants, and real estate agents who send financial information that's of a sensitive nature. Anyone working with sensitive material or anyone needing privacy needs secure. They never mind your information like big tech. They are security and privacy focused with instant messaging and email platforms located in Switzerland, the country where the world's strictest data privacy laws are applied. Secure is hailed by privacy advocates globally in the assurance that their data is truly kept safe by proprietary military-grade encryption methods. Your data belongs to you and should be yours alone. Experience the ultimate comfort of mind in your business and personal life knowing that your privacy is not in jeopardy from the prying hands of hackers or big tech. Go to secure.com, that's S-E-K-U-R.com, and use the coupon code BUCK for one week free and 25% off. Be sure and use that coupon code BUCK so they know that you're part of Team Buck and you heard about them here on the show. Secure.com, S-E-K-U-R.com, coupon code BUCK to regain your privacy. Joe Biden's out there. He's telling everybody stuff. Wow, he actually had some things to say about communism that weren't yay communism. Play one. Communism is a fail system. The universally failed system. And uh, I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute, but that's another story. There's a story he doesn't want to tell because the Democrat Party is overrun with socialists. But he's actually a perfect person to give this message because this is what Biden exists to do, to present the old face of the Democrat Party. Good old Amtrak Joe. You can't you can't worry about Amtrak Joe, man. Everything's going to be fine with Amtrak Joe. And turns out Amtrak Joe is just a Trojan horse for the socialist agenda of the Democrat left. That's what we're actually seeing. And that's why having him come forward and say that, you know, communism, communism is a failed system. Yeah, no, no, no duh. As the kids would say, I'd say something else. But you know what? Producer Mark, we're on podcast. I can say whatever the heck I want. But gosh, gee, golly, I know there are people who listen to this with their kids in the car or their kids nearby in the kitchen or wherever. So golly, garn, gosh, you know, uh, honey and sugar. I'm just not saying any bad words here. You can just insinuate the curse words. You don't actually need to curse. Yeah. Like I will tell I will tell the mask lunatics to go Fauci themselves. But that's allowable. 
So I'm sorry if your five-year-old starts walking around saying, go Fauci yourself to people, you can blame me. But at least I don't think he could get in trouble in school for that one. Although he would get in trouble for not double masking because Fauci is a little idiot lab coat, totalitarian, fascist, lunatic. And yeah, he's like the he's like the evil, the evil lab coat smurf of lockdowns. Uh, but anyway, Biden saying that that socialism is a failed system. I don't know if AOC got the message on that one. She stepped in to say, yeah, like it's like. Okay, so, like, I totally stand with the protesters. And, like, the protesters are, like, they're, like, protesting. But then the embargo is, like, so mean. And, like, why are we embargoing with our embargoes of, like, Cuba? Because it's, like, why? Yeah. That's, That's what she's saying. Yeah, sure, protests should happen. But the real problems in Cuba are the fault of the U.S., Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. And we all know that. The fault of Cuba is that of the regime, the communist thugs who run it, and the imported foreign ideology of Marxism-Leninism that came over from Europe and was transposed into Cuba and has created immiseration for millions for three generations. Yeah, if it were up to me, if we could just launch, uh, you know, launch a Marine Expeditionary Force, go in there, take out the, the, the regime bad guys and give the Cuban people their freedom, I'd say, well, yeah, that's a great idea. Except I know before anyone starts saying, Buck, what are you talking about? It's not our problem. It's actually for the Cuban people to figure out and fight. Maybe we should give them arms. We should certainly give them whatever support we can That does not involve sending Americans into harm's way. But, you know, we we took up muskets against the British. The Cubans should uh, get their hands on some AK-47s and uh, and M4s and take those commie thugs out. Or else they're probably going to continue to live in degradation and servitude. Because remember, communist regimes really just turn into mafia states. That's the way it always works. That's what happens. It's what happened in the Soviet Union. That's what ha- that's what still exists in North Korea. It's the case in Cuba. It's the case now in Venezuela, which is not, you know, they say it's socialist. But remember, the earliest communists referred to themselves as socialists, which the democratic socialists of our own American political system today don't want you to know, don't want you to think about. But that is the truth (sighs) and yet here we are having leftists like aoc try to divert from the atrocities of the cuban regime and make it like it's america's fault no 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 it turns out and this is a very important takeaway for all of us this is a very important thing to remember bad ideas have really serious consequences and communism in cuba is a terrible idea Oh, why does it turn into a mafia state? Think about the basics of a truly communist regime. Yes, you have collectivism. You have central planning. You have a what would essentially be equity, not equality under the law, but equity, the same ends. But you can never really have that. And communist regimes 
always end up because the people determining what should be produced and who should get it have tremendous power. There's a concentration of power. That power finds its way into the hands of what Lenin would have considered or would have talked about as a Marxist revolutionary elite. So there has to be this cadre of revolutionary elites who bring the communist revolution to fruition and implement it. And they have effectively unlimited power. They are good to go. There's nothing that's going to stop them, right? And then you have people's human nature coming forward. Absolute power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this is how communist states, it is inevitable that they deteriorate into authoritarian kleptocracies. And this is why our system, this is what the founders put in place with checks and balances, individual rights, constitutional powers, constitutional protection. That's why it's such so genius, because it understands natural law and human nature. You know where they don't understand any of that? California, where they've lost their minds. Um, you know, they're, they're putting masks back on people in L.A. now, including indoors, including indoors. Here, play, um, uh, play. Well, we got New York City saying they're not. Oh, here we go. MSNBC, Dr. Kavita Patel praising L.A. Play six. But you mentioned the states that have done well in terms of vaccination, Connecticut, the Northeast, New York, Massachusetts, Maine, up and up and through the New England area. Are those places susceptible now to rollbacks in terms of the kind of restrictions we might see? They are. And, and let me just say, even more than Los Angeles County, by the way, I really do praise the public health officials there. They're sticking their necks out on the lines. They're not popular people these days. But I would say we can look to other countries. We can look to Israel. We can look to parts of what the U.K. has had to do. Ignore what Boris Johnson has said. But look at what local public health officials, the Ministry of Health officials are doing on the ground there. Australia, other parts of the EU, they are, are kind of what we would call canaries in the coal mine. They have put back in indoor masks. And it's simply for this reason. Vaccines do protect us. They protect us from hospitalization and death, as we've said. Unvaccinated people with a variant, Willie, that is novel, that we don't understand, that is highly transmissible, mm-hmm. highly infectious, minute to give it to each other. What is the harm when you're with strangers? to wear a mask indoors, especially in close contact settings. Why are we taking a risk that we don't need to take when we have a very simple preventive measure for now until we get more people vaccinated? It does not work. Sorry, Libs, you're not as smart as you thought you were. Your judgment is crap. Mask mandates do not stop or even mitigate this disease. It didn't work. We've been through 18 months of this madness now. Enough is enough. But it's not for them. Oh, no. Could be coming to New York City. And we're heading into noncompliance territory now for me, my friends. We're heading into I. I, If they start mandating masks everywhere, I'm going to get kicked out of places and I'm going to get arrested. That's what's going to end up happening, because this is too much. These idiots have to get a grip. If you're vaccinated, shut up about the risks out there because you're safe enough that you should just go about your day. I don't want to hear it from vaccinated people. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Here's the NYC health commissioner. Play two. 
I want to start with what's happening in Los Angeles. What's the scientific justification for reinstituting a mask mandate, even for people who have been vaccinated? This is an important question, and we've been following the science very closely, uh, particularly in the context of the Delta variant, which now makes up 69 percent of cases that we're sequencing here in New York City. Um, What we do know is that when you're fully vaccinated, it does offer strong protection against particularly severe illness. Uh, But there are some cases where you will see uh, particular places like Los Angeles that's going through a surge right now, uh, reinstate those mask mandates primarily to protect people who are unvaccinated. Right. I guess the issue there is then that unless you put down the mandate for everybody, the unvaccinated people just won't wear masks. Well, the most important thing is for unvaccinated people to wear masks, to distance, to get tested regularly. Uh, But sometimes the most effective way to do that is to extend it to uh, the entire population. Everybody's got a mask. They've learned nothing. Everybody's got a mask. Little mask fascists, such a bunch of maniacs. Really, it, it's it's outrageous. You know what else is outrageous? The belief that Wall Street tries to foist on you that you can't make any money trading stocks. Bull crap. Malarkey, as Biden would say. In fact, if you check out carnivore trading, you'll be able to join many carnivores across the country. They've got them in all 50 states who are making great money on their money by trading because carnivore will show you how to do it. Carnivore Trading is an anonymous team of elite strategists. They're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters, and they've gone a bit rogue. For the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like us to see and mirror their explosive trades. Sound too good to be true? Carnivore will let you see the trades they're making right now for two weeks free. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK for two free weeks. And if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise that you'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund, a 100% refund. Go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK, GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guarantee terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Friends, um, very, very, very important that you see what kind of authoritarianism is on display right now from this White House? I mean, this was stunning, honestly. This was stunning. They're telling you straight up now that uh, they're working, that this White House is working with Facebook to flag problematic posts. Play five. Well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flying problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread this information. Working with Facebook to stop the spread of misinformation. The White House, if the government is using private industry for its own censorship, all this stuff we're hearing, but oh, it's a private company. Bull crap. Break them apart. Lock them down. Enough is enough. And just one more thing here on the uh, 
black national anthem being played at NFL games. I'm just look black national anthem, social justice messages, all this stuff for NFL 2021. I'm just going to keep it real simple. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on the NBA. Won't watch it. Will not. Will I don't care who's playing. I don't care if I'm bored out of my mind. I don't care if I'm stuck in a hotel room in a foreign country and the only channel I can watch that's not some foreign language soap opera is the NBA. I'm not watching it. I'll read a book. Books are better anyway. But now the NFL is in the same place for me, folks. It's a shame because I do enjoy watching with my brothers and my dad. You know, we kind of all the Sexton men get together and we watch a football game. Nope. Now we'll watch 80s action movies instead. Now we'll watch golf. No social justice, no kneeling, none of that stuff in golf. It's just a great game with people from all over the world where we just want to celebrate excellence. That's it. So the NFL now, I'm, I'm done with it. Also want to make sure you check out my editorial. The Democrat Party thinks voter fraud is infrastructure. It's at bucksexton.com right now. Again, that's bucksexton.com. The Democrat Party thinks voter fraud is infrastructure. You will enjoy it. Post it to your Facebook page and share it. It's Harsanyi time, everybody. David Harsanyi with us now. That's right. The writer, senior editor at NationalReview.com. Check out his latest. David, been a while, buddy. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me back. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for being with us. Quite a week. I want to start with just the Biden speech. I actually thought the Biden speech was the worst speech he's given I would argue that it may be worse also, you know, the voting rights, Jim Crow 2.0, worst challenge since the Civil War. I think it may be uglier than any speech Obama ever gave, although I can't remember them all. Um, What are they trying to accomplish with this? What's the point of all of this? Well, I agree with you. I think it was one of the most shameful speeches I've heard because, listen, politicians always lie, but the very core, the very idea of the entire speech is just based on a complete lie. And that's why, incidentally, he never really got into very many specifics because there are no specifics. Voter ID laws are, are well uh, liked across the country. I think 80 percent of even African-Americans are for them. Um, I think that the the reason for it is that they want to undermine trust in, in two, two things. I think one, it's, you know, Biden's uh, agenda has stalled. So I think he wants, you know, he needs this to, to smear Republicans with him. B, I think this is like a preemptive way of, um, you know, placing, making people distrust the election system next election. The very thing that he says, uh, you know, Trump fans are doing, he's doing right now preemptively. So when they lose elections, they can say they were stolen. I mean, this is what I've been saying. So we, we are like minded on this. This is great. For Democrats, it provides this emotional comfort of any election they lose, there was voter suppression. They don't have to prove it, but just the fact that there are laws that say that you have to provide ID or that you can't you know, vote from your couch with an app that has no ability to trace who you actually are is voter suppression. Therefore, Republicans cheat and are racist. That's really what this is about. Right. And, you know, it needs to be said, the media covers this as voter restrictions. Well, what are they? They're not restricting. Listen, any law or any rule is a restriction of voting in some sense. But they are, you know, using that standard. There's never been a fair election until 2020 in this country. I mean, these are just brand new things that they came up with. We some states allowed it because we were in the middle of a, um, a pandemic. 
but they're they're ridiculous. I mean, drive through, no ID, twenty four hour drive through voting. I mean, that that is the new thing. What Republicans are doing are isn't new. It's it's been in place for a long time. Yeah, you know, entire continent of Europe has rules that are stricter than most states in this country. I mean, does any would anyone call what he called them authoritarian? It's just a complete fantasy. Seems absolutely like the Democrat Party has. I, I don't know how much of it is they believe it or they're lying because they can convince themselves of lies very easily. And we saw that even with, you know, now there's there's a couple of stories out this week. I mean, one of them is that there's uh, the compromise on Trump, according to The Guardian, the US, the uh, UK paper, the compromise, including the golden showers and all this stuff. That's the at least that's what's insinuated was real. So, so now we're back to like Russia collusion 1.0 in the media. Oh, and by the way, this general who is clearly angling for, you know, a, a board seat on Raytheon and a big book deal from Simon and Schuster or something. General Milley has come out or there's a book with Washington Post reporters saying that uh, Trump was going to order an actual military coup. I mean, the thing that Democrats pretend happened on January 6th. Now we're being told it, it almost did happen. I think what the Milley story is, he's. You know, I hear that. I hear the story. I hear that he says there was going to be a coup. I hear that he compares Trump to Hitler. And I don't like what Trump did that around that time either, just in general. And not that I compare it to anything Hitler did or anything like that. But I actually don't see any proof or any evidence or I don't understand how the coup was supposed to happen or what the coup was about. Where is the coup? I don't I don't. He says he's wor- was worried about stuff, but there was no no one took any action in any way. I mean, even the vote in Congress was a vote. I mean, the idea that voting on the Electoral College is, you know, fascistic when it exists as an as a way for people to to as a way for people to vote is just it's just nonsense. Now, uh, yeah. And of course, January, you know, six is, is a coup too, with not without a single gun. Does anyone really believe that the government of the United States was going to be overthrown? I mean, it is just so fantastical. You know, the same people who say you don't need a gun because we'll you know blow you up with a nuclear weapon are pretending that a bunch of yahoos could have overturned the U.S. government on January 6th. It's just, you know, it was a terrible thing that happened. And just the way that they um, manipulate the public with it is just is just atrocious. I mean, I, I wrote an editorial last week at BuckSexon.com that uh, got a lot of attention, really, I think mostly because the headline, although I make the case beyond it, which is just that if if someone really believes that January 6th is an insurrection, they're a moron. I mean, I said idiot, actually, in the in the title, but it's true. I mean, I know I used to work in the CIA. I know something about coups. A bunch of of uh, of middle aged folks with placards pounding on doors unarmed do not overthrow the United States government. That's not how this happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think it's I, you know, they put you in a tough position because that, you know, then if you if you say it's not a coup or something, then they're like, oh, you don't think it was, you know, you're white. It's a riot. Yeah. I mean, can't we just use the? Yeah. Pr- it was a riot. It was stupid. Yeah. It was deeply unhelpful to the cause of conservatism and to the cause of of MAGA, such as it is. I said it right away. Everybody who knows anything knows it was a stupid idea. And, it, you know, and that people. But again, then I feel like I also need to point out that people shouldn't be punished excessively for it. You know, trespassing on federal property because a bunch of CNN anchors are calling it an insurrection doesn't actually mean that you're guilty of more than trespassing on federal property. You know, assaulting a police officer, yeah, you should be punished for that. How many people who assaulted police officers at BLM riots are facing years in prison? Right. And also, you know, and people get mad when I say this, but not everyone who was there intended to do this sort of thing or even did anything other than show up that day. 
to protest, which is their right as Americans. I mean, now, you know, they use January 6th as basically an excuse to push more kind of censorship or, or you know, to push the idea that Republicans want to overthrow the government and that they hate democracy and all this stuff. It's just it's 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 bad for America in general. Now, the right was bad, but this is even worse because they've uh, they're kind of uh, feeding this myth. You know, they always talk about the big lie. I really, really hate that phrase. But they you know, they this is their you know, their their big lie. We're speaking to David Harsanyi, senior writer at NationalReview.com. You mentioned the uh, censorship thing, David. Today we've been talking about the White House. I mean, this in a normal time. In an era where people can just assess things for what they are without all the the narratives and and the backstories and everything that the White House would say we're working with what is the second. I'd say Facebook is the second most powerful Silicon Valley company that does communicate. I think Google is still probably number one, owns YouTube and search and everything and all the ads that they control. But Facebook is, is like a close second that they're coordinating with Facebook. The White House is to block misinformation online. I mean, I just want to know, if that was the standard, why couldn't Trump coordinate with Facebook, other than that they'd never do it, but why couldn't Trump coordinate with Facebook to block Russia collusion lies? Because those were all lies. There were retracted stories. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I hate to use the word, but in a sense, it's, it's fascistic, right? You have big government and big companies working together to suppress speech. Uh, I'm not saying it's Nazi Germany or anything like that, but I am saying that it you know, reminds me of like uh, Woodrow Wilson's uh, Committee on Public Information, where you had the government, you know, uh, scanning and looking at what people were saying and banning things. I mean, that's exactly what this is. And some of the stuff they banned, like Facebook banned theorizing over uh, over where the, the virus started, which was completely a rational thing to talk about. And this is what they do. So now I wonder, were they pressured into not talking? You know, were they pressured into banning that was fit by, through the government? I don't know. Um, but the, the same people, and I am one of them, who argue that these companies like Facebook, we have to guard their free association rights because they're private companies. Well, if they're going to work with government, then I don't know that they're private companies anymore. And then I have to rethink my whole position, right? Because once they're working with government, they're not private companies. They're doing what the, the state is telling them to do. And you're talking, as you mentioned, about a company that 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 uh, has a you know a lot of our interactions, a huge billions of interactions every day, probably. I don't know. Uh, happen on Facebook. And that's that's not a small thing. David, I also want to just have you uh, you're you're good at teeing off on commies and including the ones in Cuba, not just the ones in our own country these days. Uh, the, the the left in America never fails to deliver on, on the promise that they will find a way to deflect and mitigate. And just th- th- they have a sympathy for communism in Cuba, more so than any other communist country around the world. And I just feel like while there are protesters on video being bludgeoned out in the street by guys in, you know, in black uniforms with truncheons, uh, AOC wants to complain about the embargo. I mean, it's just disgusting. Yeah. And the, they don't even, the embargo, I don't even believe, stops us from sending humanitarian aid to Cuba. So what, what she says is nonsense. Um, but this is what they always say. And I think because Cuba's so close and because Castro, listen, Castro has been, uh, you know, I'm older than you, but ever since I was young, you know, there's Che Guevara shirts and posters and people defending Castro. It's been going on forever. Uh, you know, they have a great education system. Their healthcare system's wonderful. And yet people get on rickety boats and shark infested waters and try to get to Florida. Why? Why would they do that? 
Um, in any event, you're right. They, it's clear to me that the Cuban people are treated differently. I think part of it is because Democrats don't see them as future voters in the same way they see other immigrants as future voters. If anyone should be able to claim political asylum, it's the Cuban people. And yet uh, the Biden government says don't come here. So, you know, there's a reason for that. Now, finally, after criticism, Biden came out with the statement about, uh, you know, how communism is a failed ideology and socialism is not much better. And yet, you know, you have Bernie Sanders right there driving and being a big part of the new budget that he's going to want to sign. So if that, you know, I just don't understand why that's the case. David Harsani, everybody, go to nationalreview.com for his latest, and you'll be hearing him here going forward, of course, on the podcast for Harsanyi time. David, great to have you, man. Have a fantastic weekend. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Now, I've got to tell you about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It's such an important organization doing really fantastic work, and they help us all keep our commitment to never forget. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation provides 200 mortgage-free homes. Okay, that's what they're doing this year. And they honor Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans with those mortgage free homes. It's life changing for those who have paid a tremendous price in the service of this nation. Something we should all be taking part in here, keeping our commitment to never forget. And this year, the chairman and CEO of Tunnel to Towers, Frank Siller, is paying tribute to the fallen by walking to the Pentagon then to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero. That's more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, the month of August through 9-11. Towers of Light are to shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. The names of those we lost to 9-11 related illnesses are being read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of those we lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T, the number 2, T.org. Oh, well, we're going to be going off into our uh, weekends. A lot, of, a lot of you I know will be listening over the weekend, which is a very good time to uh, pass the buck, to tell somebody about the Buck Sexton show. And I love that people are tweeting out photos of their Buck Sexton Team Buck T-shirts. Uh, you can go to BuckSexton.store, and we've got T-shirts. We've got gear, all kinds of things happening there. Producer Mark, have we gotten you a Team Buck T-shirt yet? No, I don't think we have. We are going to hook that up. But we give you the T-shirt. we got to post a selfie on, online for everybody. Deal? Deal. All right. We're finally going to see up. each other next week for the first time in a year and a yeah. half. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Producer Mark probably now has a mohawk. A three foot beard. I haven't. I have not seen producer Mark in person. Man, has it been eighteen months? Yeah, March of twenty twenty. Isn't that amazing? Mark and I spend hours, literally hours and hours together every day. <laughs> hours and hours together every day, and are texting and emailing constantly. And I have not seen him face to face almost since your wedding. Really, I mean, you know, a little earlier, a little later than that, but not much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we saw each other the first week of March of 2020, and we you haven't come to studio since. I haven't come to studio since. So yeah. You don't have, like, three kids now I don't know about, right? No, and I promise I don't have the mohawk or the beard. I don't grow facial hair that well. A mohawk would be quite a statement for you. I don't think my hair would grow that far out. Like, it really doesn't grow long. Yeah, no, that's why it would have to—you'd have to go with, like, neon green color or something, too, to really— 
Remember in the 80s, that was a thing in like the punk rock era. People would have crazy mohawks. Yeah, I'll come and dyed my hair green and the uh, Clay and Buck team will think I'm a lunatic. That'll, that'll go great. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's get into roll call, everybody. Facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. Team Buck at iHeartMedia.com. And let's get to it. JT. All right, Buck, I'd love to know who's paying for this little Texas Democratic vacation. Who paid for the private jet? Who's paying for their food and lodging in D.C.? I'd love to see a Texas Rangers paddy wagon waiting for them on the tarmac when they fly home. Shields hide. A paddy wagon. You know, producer Mark, that's an that's a microaggression for Irish people. Because it refers to when the Irish, my ancestors, were doing a fair amount of uh, naughty stuff and getting put in the police wagon. So they call them paddy wagons. I actually did not know that. That's why the Buck Sexton show is a great place of learning. You know, it's a it's a place of many wonders. Uh, so as for who's paying for it, JT, I don't know for sure. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I'd have to. Uh, find. I mean, I know that the taxpayers paid for the. I know they didn't charter those flights out of their own pockets. In terms of the food, though, I don't know. Maybe they have like a. What, what do you call it um, when you're in a place and they give you per diem, per diem? Maybe they're on some kind of Democrat, you know, DNC sponsored per diem or something. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, JT, it's total crap. They're getting paid. They they left their jobs. They should be fired. It's atrocious. So that's the short version. Stephanie. Hey, Buck, I've been listening to your show for a long time. I'm hoping you can answer a couple of questions for me. I'm watching all this stuff on Cuba and wonder if part of the reason we have not done anything and will not consider military action is because of the backdoor deals struck during the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s. Any thoughts on that? Secondly, regarding D.C. statehood, I read the Constitution and it states two-thirds of the states must ratify the congressional nomination for statehood for it to become official. So with that said, is it even feasible for D.C. to become a state? And why aren't people talking about this critical step? Surely that would shut down the conversation of it. Um, I'm watching all the stuff in Cuba. Yeah, okay. So, Stephanie, a a lot of things here. First of all, as for the Cuban Missile Crisis component of this, uh, yeah, because of the Bay of Pigs, actually, that's why there's a sense that we shouldn't do anything in, in Cuba, I mean, the, the U.S. psychology was very scarred as a result of the Bay of Pigs situation. As for D.C. statehood, um, it's just not it's not happening. So, I mean, yeah, I understand that, you know, the, you're talking about the ratification, the congressional nomination. Long story short, D.C. is not becoming a state anytime soon. The Democrats like to talk about that, but they like to talk about a lot of things because that's just how that's just how they are. Um, Nick Buck I love to listen to you well Nick I love that you listen so thank you so much just here in today's podcast I absolutely love how you won't give up on the mask BS and how much it angers you it's entertaining and totally relatable from my perspective keep up the awesome work my man well Nick you know Buck is a um, he's an unmasked bandit and the Fouch is very upset continues to be very uh, have an elevated degree of rage at Mr. Sexton's uh, stipulations about the data on the air on his show. Yeah, he's the worst, the absolute worst. And I'm not giving up the mask stuff. I'm, I'm not I'm not willing to just say, oh, yeah, no big deal. Just slap masks on our faces. Who cares? Anastasia, I thought um, I could listen to your podcast and go to sleep, but I love the voices and the terrific storytelling i couldn't stop listening thank you buck 
Well, Anastasia, thank you so much for listening. Maybe we can do a part of the podcast where Buck is trying to get everybody to just breathe slowly. Think about a special place. Think about a place where the stress just passes through you like a hollow reed. And the babbling brook. How How is that, Producer Mark? Are you, you know, are you uh, about to pass out? Yeah, I am. I'm drifting off to sleep right it's now. pretty good, yeah. right? Or I could do sort of more NPR voice. Well, today, everybody, we're doing the latest in how to make the most delicious chicken salad on gluten-free panini. People listen to these podcasts from the New York Times and NPR, and I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't get it. I'll just say that. I don't get it. TJ, Buck, in regards to the Dems' continual poking and prodding of Trump, one, they just can't help it. Two, I think it could plausibly be strategic. It'll blow up on them, but in their eyes, they believe they beat him fair and square in 2020, and they think they could do it again in 2024. Um, so, yeah, I, TJ, I do believe that they think that all anti-Trumpism that's going on right now, all anti-Trumpism is... Um, money in the bank for trying to stop Trump from running. I, I, I actually do think Trump is running, guys. I think that that's the plan right now. That could change, and so who knows? But if the election now, because of the distance, you can't really know because things could change. But I know this much. If the midterm, if Trump were um, going to be running in the midterms, wouldn't that be fascinating? By the way? What if Trump decided to just like, run for a congressional seat just just so he could be in elected office. I mean, he would never do it, but uh, it'd be quite interesting. Um, but yes, they their anti-Trumpism is central as an emotional need for Democrats, and they also view it as preparation for defeating him when he will run the next time around. That's That's how they view it. That's why they can't get enough of it. There's never enough in their eyes. That's just the way, that's just the way it is. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Um, really appreciate you being with me all this week. Please do help us continue to grow this podcast, the Buck Sexton Show podcast. It's every day, as you know. It's the first thing you can listen to every day. Producer Mark, even, you want us to go a little earlier, don't you? Yes, I would like that. That'd be yeah. Great. So we might be able to get the podcast out soon, hopefully, maybe even by, I don't know, 1030 or 11 a.m. Eastern. So I'm hoping this will be the first thing you can listen to to get your news dump for the day. And that's going to be it, everybody. Go to uh, bucksexon.store. Get yourself a Team Buck t-shirt. Shields high.